on this episode of What on Earth Can We Do? Colleen confesses about her eating habits when her husband is away. Gregory admits he's the problem, not the solution. And we figure out what we can do about food waste. Gregory. Colleen. This is our first episode of What on Earth Can We Do? Here we are. This is so exciting. Here's the launch. So the theme of today's episode is food waste. But first, we should probably introduce ourselves. Sure. Okay. So I'm Colleen Nook. Uh, I run a little business called Hoopla Media, and uh, we do videos. And I'm Gregory Caswell, and realized that I've been pronouncing your last name wrong for the last four years. (laughs) 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 I've been calling you Colleen Nuke. (laughs) Okay, so it actually is, it's French, so you could, it's Nuke, so you are right, but you say it like in the most pretentious way possible, which I kind (laughs) of liked. Uh, My name is Gregory Caswell, and I'm the executive director of the Alberta Emerald Foundation. The goal for me for this podcast is I want to take away the information that we're going to gather and implement it into my real life so that we're making things a little bit better, so that we're part of the solution and not the problem. Because I feel like right now, I'm most likely a little bit of the problem, and I want to change that. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I would say that uh, in my position as executive director, I have definitely learned how to tell the story of environmentalists, but I have to be honest that my knowledge is limited in the way that it's applied to my personal life. Uh, One thing that we really have a privilege of being part of the Alberta Emerald Foundation is access to all of these amazing Uh, recipients of Emerald Awards and finalists of Emerald Awards who actually do know the solutions or actions that we can take. And so what better opportunity do we have than to create this podcast and invite some of those people onto the show to share with us what on earth we can do to make the world around us a better place to take action for the environment. I am so excited. The theme of this episode is food waste. And I'm just going to start this off by telling you a little story. It's story time. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So last week, my husband was out of town for Mm -hmm. work. So it was just myself and a 16-month-old baby. And I bought all these groceries with good intentions of making these elaborate, healthy meals. (laughs) And... Let's be real, I basically ate ice cream all week and uh, may have ordered Skip the Dishes a few times. So, of course, I would never say this to my husband. So, the Friday, before he came home, I looked in the fridge, took all of the spoiled items out of the fridge, and just threw it in the garbage. And I felt really gross doing it. I knew it was really bad, and I don't want to do that anymore. I've become very aware of our food wastage, but honestly, I have no idea what to do about it. And uh, essentially, that brings us to our first topic of what on earth can we do in regards to the issue of food waste? Food waste. All right. So, first thing. 
Let's um, talk about what's that you were going to Oh, yeah. I, I was actually just going to dive a little into you personally. So you have a very different experience as a human being than I do because you are a mother of a 16-month-old. Um, what is that like in regards to, like, looking at climate change right now? Um, I know for myself, I have nieces and nephews who I'm, like, thinking I need to, you know, do something for them. But what is that like being a mother and knowing that there's this issue at hand? Uh, I'm going to be real, and I am terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I have a 16-month-old who is going to have to basically fix all of the mistakes that we have been making up to this point, and I feel like we're getting closer and closer to the point of no return. Mm. And I have no background in saying that, or I I have no, like, facts to really back that up but it just seems like everything that I see on social media and the news that things are not looking so good for the environment so it scares me a little bit it really does I mentioned it scares a lot of people out there and it scares me it's one of the reasons that as the Alberta Emerald Foundation we focus on the good news storytelling because we want to provide people with hope so would you say that that's sort of where your desire to find out what to do in these situations is coming from it's more for your your daughter yeah actually 100 (laughs) percent I want to change my habits so that I'm teaching these habits to my daughter and that it becomes a normalized thing yeah so then she can teach it to her kids if she so chooses to have kids uh and then so on and so forth so it just i feel like now's the time for me to change so that the future could change too. yeah that sounds that sounds like really high and mighty and i didn't mean <laughs> it to sound so high and mighty. Um, i i think i think it sounds about right and so i, I guess what i uh, what we can both acknowledge is that we are not the people who should be telling people what to do but we actually have this really exciting place to come from being uh, the Alberta Emerald Foundation who comes in contact with Alberta's environmental leaders through our Emerald Awards program who do have the answers and so I think that that's really where this, this podcast is coming from is I don't have the solutions I know that a lot of people out there are longing for the solutions so why not put them in direct contact with the people who do Totally. We're not looking to make people feel bad or preach. We're just, we're in this together. Think of this as like a journey together in making small steps to make this earth a little better. Okay. So what is food waste? So food waste, there's actually two kinds of food waste. One is unavoidable food waste. So this is stuff like banana peels, eggshells, things that you put in a compost bin and then two there's avoidable food waste this is food that could have been eaten so it's food that's expired food that you just decided you didn't want to eat in the fridge because it's not ice cream that sort of thing (laughs) that half clamshell of spring greens that i was supposed to eat that is now smelling very mulchy exactly that is avoidable food waste and there is a lot of it so this brings us to our next segment do you want to know the name of it yes please let's look at the facts 58 percent of all food produced in canada is wasted That's 35.5 million tons, 
and a total of around $49 billion. The average cost of food waste in Canada per household is just under $1,800. And some more localized food waste facts, since we're based here in Edmonton, the average household here in Edmonton contains around 22 to 26% food waste. That's about 2.6 kilograms per household per week. And most of this is spoiled food. So this not only has a financial impact, but an environmental impact, making this a crisis on a global level. Let's figure out what we can do. What on earth can we do? Yeah. So we have somebody who's coming in to chat about food waste with us, Georgie Hyland of spud.ca. She is the community engagement coordinator at spud.ca, and she is going to talk all about food waste with us. Hi, Georgie. Hi. So for the listeners out there who don't know you yet and don't know what spud.ca, tell us a little bit about yourself and about spud. So I work for spud.ca. I'm the community development coordinator in Edmonton. And spud.ca is an online grocery store. So lots of local, organic, and sustainable options. And we deliver um, across Alberta right to customers' doors. I've always been interested in food, in sustainability, and how those two areas relate to each other. So like organic farming um, and sustainable farming practices. As well, I've always had a passion for recycling. I am what the city of Edmonton calls a master composter recycler. <laughs> so I've just done some training with the city to learn about composting and recycling. And I love sharing tips with my friends and family on how they can reduce waste in their lives. Nice. Oh, okay. So we're talking about food waste. So first question for you, Georgie, is what is food waste? So... At SPUD, we like to think of food waste as anything that is food that's being thrown in the garbage and then sent to the landfill. In your experience, why does this food get wasted? So food is wasted all across the supply chain from farm to fork. So farms that produce produce that isn't conventional like looking, like it might be damaged or weirdly shaped. They might not have a place to sell that food to, so it can get wasted. And it can just get wasted at households as well. So that lettuce wilting in the back of your fridge that you forgot about, that has to end up going in the garbage. I oftentimes think about, uh, you know, Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell, that line about leave the spots on my apples. Uh, I always think about that when I think about food wastage because there's really been that sort of change, especially at grocery stores, where if there's any sort of like minor flaw or if something has grown in a way that isn't visually appealing anymore, yeah. it's thrown away. Do you know why consumers are sort of moving away from it or what is contributing to that? I think there's just been a lot more awareness around um, sustainability and food waste and customers are more willing to eat that apple with a bruise on it. We sell imperfect produce at Spud on our website at a discounted price. So yeah, I just think there's really been a shift towards accepting all produce, <laughs> ugly or not. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it's nice. nice to see. So in our research, we found that 58% uh, of food in Canada is being wasted, and it's been called a crisis. So why is food wastage a big deal? What, what's the environmental impact of that? Globally, if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest emitting country in the world. Okay. So um, more emissions than China and the United States. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, in Canada alone, as you said, 58% of food can be wasted. And 
that's up to $100 billion a year. So that has a huge impact on the environment and on the economy, and it's detrimental to the environment, really. In what way? When food is sent to landfill, a lot of people think, oh, I can just throw my banana peel away and it'll decompose in the landfill. What's the difference between composting it and throwing it in the landfill? And there actually is a huge difference. It breaks down in a completely different way in a landfill um, because there's no access to oxygen because that food waste gets covered by more garbage. It produces methane when it breaks down. And methane is a greenhouse gas, obviously contributing to climate change, and it is 23 times more damaging to our environment than carbon dioxide. Oh my goodness, I have, I throw peels in the garbage. I am the exact same. I'm one of those people who honestly thinks, uh, you know, if it goes to the landfill, it's gonna decompose anyway, so that's mm -hmm. fine. It's not true. Oh. That wilting head of lettuce that I was talking about at the back of your fridge, that can actually take up to 25 years. What? To fully oh my break goodness. down in the landfill. That's so insane. it's quite alarming. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, composting seems like it's a really easy solution, but I know for myself there's a barrier because I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? So what on earth do I do? Can you take me through like composting, composting 101? 101. <laughs> um, so there's a couple different ways that you can compost at your home. So you can get a worm bin and that lives inside and you put your compost in the worm bin and basically the worms eat um, your food scraps for you and then you can use the compost to help your plants grow and you can also have an outdoor compost. But if you're not interested in building your own compost or you're not ready to take that step, look into if there's like a local community garden in your neighborhood or some place that you can give your food scraps to. Maybe you have a neighbor who's super into composting and they will take your food scraps. And as well, you can also throw things in like um, paper and uh, Kleenex and your newspaper all into your compost bin as well. So it's a two-in-one food waste and then other items that you would normally waste as well. That's cool. I'm gonna, where do you start? So if I were to start composting, what, where would I go? Many municipalities around the province uh, and organizations have worms. Uh, I know that Grant McEwen has worms in Edmonton. There's also Green Calgary, if you're out of Calgary, and I think uh, somewhere in Lethbridge as well. So yeah, I, it's the time of the internet. I think if we Google search, yeah, we would we'd figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah, okay. I think I'm also going to start a compost bin. Let's guys. start a compost bin. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the two types of food waste. There's the non-avoidable and there's the avoidable. So like the peels and that sort of thing is what we're looking at as non-avoidable because yeah. there's nothing that we can really do about that. And those who should be composting. Um, what about the avoidable food waste? What, what would be in that category? Avoidable food waste would be anything that we're throwing away that could have been eaten. It could have been like consumed. It's that apple that you let sit on your shelf for too long and it no longer looks so good and so you don't want to eat it and you end up throwing it in the garbage. We both had this experience of uh, buying a ton of stuff at Costco or a grocery store and then it just goes bad in our fridge. But we have also been learning that there's a ton of avoidable food wastage at grocery stores. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so a lot of food does get thrown away from grocery stores. We can see up to one third of a grocery store's stock being wasted. 
And this is a result of a lot of different things. Grocery stores create visually appealing displays. So they have lots of product to make it look full and they make sure everything looks perfect. So that might result in that imperfect apple being thrown away or food being damaged or bruised or sitting on the shelves too long. And that's completely avoidable. It was perfectly good food at one point that could have been sold and eaten. I once saw some pictures of a bunch of bins that had these items that grocery stores have flown away, and it was mind-boggling. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, stuff that isn't even close to its expiry date. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, Yeah. neither. I had absolutely no idea. So with that being said, what makes you guys different than you know, your regular grocery store. Yeah, take us through the spud.ca concept. For sure. So as I mentioned before, we're an online grocery store. So we don't actually have a physical location where people can come in and shop for groceries. It's all done online. This means we just have a warehouse. So that's where all our orders are packed and delivered out of. We order based on what our customers order. So we can predict how much to get, and we can only stock that inventory. So we actually turn over our produce inventory within 24 hours, up to 80% of it. So that means nothing sitting around. It means fresher products for the customers um, and less food waste in the end. And what has the response been? The response is great. Our customers are always happy with the quality of their food, and as well, they know that we contribute to our community and that we donate anything past its prime to local food aid organizations so people can feel really good about doing their shopping at Spud. Actually, less than half a percent of food is actually waste, truly wasted. At Spud? At Spud, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's, yeah. that's why you won an Emerald Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does your inventory work then? Because you get like these online orders How do you make sure that things aren't wasted on your shelves? So because customers place their order in advance, we receive shipments throughout the week based on how much we predict we're going to sell. And we can have accurate predictions because we know mostly what our customers are ordering. Mm. We even pick up things daily. So stuff like bread um, that you want really fresh, we'll look at how many people ordered that the day before and then we'll go to the local bakery or wherever we're getting our bread from in the morning and we'll pick up that amount to put in the bins for the evening. So so we talked about food waste and I feel like even though this doesn't really fall under our topic today of food waste but what I also love about you guys and what you were talking about earlier when I met you is um how you guys reduce waste in general. So it's not only just food waste, but like how you guys reuse your boxes. At Spud, we believe that we're starting to shift towards like a circular economy and we need to be part of the solution. So we're trying to close the loop, we like to say. So that means taking our packaging back and washing it and reusing it so nothing goes to waste. Taking items that aren't curbside recyclable in your municipality and working with specialized recycling companies to properly recycle those items. If we're going to your house to collect your bin and drop off a new order, we might as well take those items back and responsibly um, deal with them. I love it. Yeah, that sounds good. And spud.ca, the pink package 
items. Is that your own product? Yeah, that is our own product. Be Fresh is our in-house brand. Um, so we do a lot of dried packaged goods in our pink bags. And we take those back. Flexible plastic pouches are not curbside recyclable in Alberta right now. So we work with a specialized company to turn those into outdoor patio furniture and stones. Great. I love that. And I think something that's really cool about Spud.ca as well is you even take into account the the impact of people driving to the grocery store and have discovered a model that can help reduce those emissions as well. So tell us about the delivery and, and how that concept is positively affecting the environment. Yeah, for sure. We um, do utilize our own delivery route optimization technology and this efficiently. So instead of each family getting in their car and driving to the grocery store and then driving home, we can deliver all across the city kind of a lot more conveniently because we're just making stop by stop. And we actually saved over 100 kilograms of CO2 from entering the environment last year because of this. So I placed my first first spud order this week. Colleen uh, confessed earlier that she's still sitting on the fence. So you, Georgie... I'm sitting on the fence and a coupon. And a coupon. <laughs> There's really no reason. No. But uh, Georgie, for Colleen and everyone else who's sort of like, ah, I see this, this thing, I, I'm nervous about it, I don't know... Give us your sales pitch. Like, why should why should Colleen just get over it and place her first spud order? <laughs> yeah, de- there's definitely a little bit of a barrier for people for like clicking that checkout button for the first time. People aren't used to grocery shopping online, but it's really it's the way of the future. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is convenient. We're entering winter, so it's nice not to leave your house at spud. You're really getting quality, sustainable products. So you can feel good about purchasing our products for the environment, for your health, and we also have lots of delicious options as well. So, Jordi, now that we've talked about food waste and what some of the problems are around food waste, what are five simple things we can do to make one tiny step in the right direction? Okay, so um, the first thing is to know your garbage. So know what you're throwing out. Are you wasting a lot of food? Are you buying five apples a week and eating four? Things like that. So once you have an idea of what you're wasting, then then you can take a step back and say, how, how can I fix this? I like to keep like a section in my fridge for items that I need to use first. So if something's looking a little like it's about to get wilted or... If my package of crackers is nearing the expiry, in my fridge I have a section for stuff to use, and in my pantry as well I keep a section for stuff I need to use up. I really need to do that because how often does the the thing of spinach is in the back of your fridge? Yeah, and it's like, it goes oh, missing back there. <laughs> it was for behind sure. this almond milk the whole time. Yeah, yeah. mine's by the container of chicken stock. Which is only good oh, for no, seven days. You yeah. only ever need <laughs> uh, like a, a little, little drop. Bit of, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, listeners at home, <laughs> here's what what on earth you can do with that. You can put it in ice cube trays and freeze it, and then you just throw it in it in and it melts when you need it. So it like extends the life of your of your stock. There you go. Whoa, little tip. Uh, tip of the day. <laughs> little tip. Good That's job. a good one. <laughs> Sorry, Georgie. I just provided the best You're tip. The <laughs> so try not to overpurchase. Um, plan your meals ahead. 
I find personally that buying online can really help with that because it just makes you consider everything you're purchasing a little bit more and kind of gets rid of that impulse instinct when you're in the grocery store to just grab whatever you see on the shelf. And then the second would be to know where you're shopping. Support a grocery store that's donating the product they can't sell to people who need it. Don't support that grocery store that's throwing the food away in their dumpster behind the store and then locking it. And then don't throw food scraps in the garbage. That's uh, easily avoidable if you're in uh, a municipality where it can come be collected as compost. Do that or start your own compost or give it to a neighbor or give it to a, a local garden. And then share what you do with your family and friends. So have those conversations. Ask other people what they're doing to reduce food waste. Tell people what you're doing. And starting that conversation will just really inspire you and people around you to do the same, to, to try and reduce your food waste. Those all sound really easy to do. That is amazing. Yeah. I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. I feel like I know more, and I'm excited to mm-hmm. see the impacts on my own life, not only on my food wastage, but also on my wallet. I think that, you know, just doing some of these things will have a huge impact on a lot of in a lot of areas of my life. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So Colleen, this week I decided to finally uh, bite the bullet and become a Spud.ca customer. You did. Uh-huh. Good for you. Thank you. So what was it like? Uh, well, I I have known about Spud.ca for a long time. Uh, being part of the Emerald Foundation, they won an Emerald Award. But I have to be honest, I was a little bit nervous about the price uh, because... Uh, I don't know. It just seems very, very daunting that if, if I'm getting organic food, it's going to cost a lot of money. That's what I always think, too. Yeah. So um, what was the price? Uh, so I ended up uh, deciding to do some comparison shopping. Uh, I uh, went to my regular grocery store with my partner, and we uh, went through the grocery list that w- for the menu that we were planning to do this week. And I have to be honest, everything was within the same price price range. Can I just say that I'm very impressed with your investigative skills? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I really want to be on Marketplace sometime. Uh, so CBC, if you're listening to us, just, just let me know. So we went back home, opened up the laptop, and it was pretty easy to do. Uh, we went through the sales section and placed our order. And within 24 hours, there it was. So yeah, I have to be honest, I am sold. It was a really awesome experience. So you should do it too, and I should refer you because I get $30 off. Oh, I'm absolutely going to do it, for sure. You better. Boom, you can even just end it there. (laughs) Yeah. That works. All right, and thanks for listening. The What on Earth Can We Do podcast is presented by the Alberta Emerald Foundation and features Emerald Awards recipients. Learn more about our guests' inspiring work through the Emerald documentary series available on our website, emeraldfoundation.ca. And if you enjoyed What on Earth Can We Do, please make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with us on Instagram and Twitter at whatonearth underscore pod. Know an Albertan eco-hero who is raising the bar in environmental excellence? Nominate them for an Emerald Award. Nominations are open annually from November 1st until mid-February on our website. We would like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for their support in bringing this podcast to life. We would also like to thank our Emerald Award sponsors, ABCRC, the Alberta Real Estate Foundation, City of Calgary, City of Edmonton, Government of Alberta, and Syncrude Canada Limited for their ongoing support. Next time on What on Earth Can We Do? 
we learn new big words like land reclamation.